T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. WEEI Studios. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. An Odyssey station. One can't help but be positive. And Newton! The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. Hour number two of a slightly shortened Fitzy and Hart program on a beautiful sunny Saturday in the summertime in Boston, New England, and all around WEEI, Pats, Red Sox, all New England sports nations. You can give us a call at 617-779-7937. Andy, I was just perusing the tweet machine for some sports updates and whatnot during the break, uh, and uh, I saw a couple things that we're going to want to address during the around the NFL section uh, in just a little bit of time as well. Uh, boy, everyone, enough with the Tua to, you know, Tyreek Hill long pass when it's shorts and shells. Hooray, he's faster than other people. We get it, everybody. Uh, but did you see a fight broke out in Buffalo? Josh Allen yep. scraping with the D-line. What's that all about? I don't know, but I think it's the best thing that could happen for the Patriots. Josh <laughs> Allen like, breaks a pinky or something on a helmet in a scuffle. Uh, might be the uh, only way you have a shot in hell of winning the uh Those the Bills East. games? Yeah, or, well, yeah. Okay, or the, the division. East, or just the game. Or, or the, the dream of the division that some may still uh, have. But, yeah, certainly those games. Uh, yeah, there's some fighting going on. I saw something out of Atlanta um, where they may have ended practice you early. Yeah, but it's not the dog days yet. You've only been out there like four days. It hasn't rained at all anywhere for the past month. It's hot. Everyone's, you know, all shreddy. The swass is on max. I get it. Uh, I promised we would go to the calls. Let's get some thoughts on Pat's camp and what's going on out there. Load them up. Jimmy's been hanging for a few. What's up, Jimmy? Welcome to Fitzy and Hot Guy. Hey, let me tell you something. Uh, It's very interesting down in camp. you definitely like the deep uh, offense. It's definitely seen it going downhill, uh, especially the last couple of days. Um, I was there yesterday. Um, defense is doing pretty well. Um, I just want to say, Mack um, definitely seems to be growing as a player this year. I think he's definitely going to do some definite growth. 
And I'll tell you that first round uh, pick, Strange, is either going to have two different nicknames depending on how he's going to be played. He's either going to be Doctor Strange or Baby Lestrange. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Jimmy. Appreciate that. Uh, Cole Strange, Andy. Yeah, great punt day. returner. Hey, he's got decent hands. That's, listen, at this point now, I'm up for anybody who can contribute positively in terms of scoring the ball or advancing it to a position where we can get three for folk or, heaven forbid, put it in the six-point house. Got to say, liking the personality, that'll only get you so far. I told you yep. before on the podcast, uh, maybe hadn't said it on a Saturday, but Matt Light told me on a Six Rings podcast that he thinks he's going to imbue the line with the force and the strength and the nasty that they have lacked for a little while. Um whether or not we actually see a noticeable difference from said first-round pick anytime soon, uh, heavens only knows. But I'm, he's one of the guys I think we're all going to have a keen eye on at the start of week when you start seeing the one-on-one -on -one drills, you know, when he gets to go up against the D linemen like the heavily paid Devon Godshow and others. So that's uh, going to be one of my primary areas of focus as we put the pads on and real training camp begins this week. Yeah, he he has to play. He has to start. He has to be good if they're yeah. going to be a good offense because we know the story. He's essentially replacing Shaq Mason, arguably your best offensive lineman. He's penciled right in immediately as your starting left guard. You have Onwenu at right guard. I tend to think that the, the offensive line is a little bit of a house of cards in that yeah, the the starting five could and probably should be pretty good. You don't have a lot of depth and you have guys that you know, have some questions about how much they can stay on the field or really how good they are uh, outside of David Andrews. And he just actually was activated yesterday from PUP. But, you know, you feel good about your center. The rest of it is Trent Brown's great if he's out there, if he's healthy at left tackle where they're putting him. Isaiah Wynn, maybe he'll be a good right tackle. Maybe he'll be even better than he was at left tackle. Can he stay on the field? Is Strange ready to make the jump from Chattanooga to the NFL and be, you know, a centerpiece part of that offensive line and then on Wenu had the you know PFF loved his rookie season Bill Belichick loved it so much he chose not to play him in his second season played Ted Catron you know like well, there's the a lot of weird get ahead stuff of him last year yeah yes. no, there oh, geez man I went into this show thinking like I'm fired up I'm ready for this and like now like these are these uh, no you're not like intoxicating me with negativity like the watering hole isn't getting poisoned these are all reasonable points and there's reason to actually have some doubt. But again, now is the time to have that doubt or to raise these questions and concerns because I'm sure if we're talking about it here, you can be damn skippy that they're talking about it inside the walls of one Patriot place. And so they're going to have to get to work whether or not the talent that they have on the roster can actually help them get to work and solve these problems and make the fixes. We'll see. Jesse was at training camp also. He's going to weigh in on Fitzy and Hart. What up, Jess? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, man? Good. How you doing? Um, yeah, I was at camp too uh, the whole week, and I, I kind of don't see it like everybody else. Um, like you know, for example, you know, we say, well, because we can't hit so much, uh, it favors the receivers. Okay, but you can also say that when it comes to the defensive line and offensive line, because with, with offensive line, they're fat and they got to use their size, and you know, and, and to hit the you know the D line back. And when I'm there, the, def the defensive line has a way bigger advantage because they just go. First of all, they know they're passing. Second of all, they you know they all just go, and you can, you really can't hit each other. So you know what I mean. So half the time, Max going back there or Zappy, they, there's not a lot of time. 
and the defense pretty knows what they're doing. Now, I know the offense is struggling. Usually at the beginning of the year, what do we always say? The offense struggles, the defense usually picks up right away because the offense is more communication. You've got to be on cue with each other, you know, blah, 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 blah. But in saying that, you know, one day, one day you give the defense, I mean, two days you give the defense and two days you give the offense. So you break it out as even. And then just as far as Mac goes, man, he looks sharp. He he looks like a completely. I mean, he was good last year, but he he looks when he when he's on he's on, and when that when the offense is clicking, it, it's it, it looks pretty out there, and the energy is out of control. I love it, and I just have a feeling. I know everybody says you know well we ain't as good as talent wise. Yeah, maybe up front like you know the headline talent, but I think we really have a deep team, and those cornerbacks are showing me something, and I think we have a deep team as far as receivers. And I remember, there's a lot of injuries throughout the year, and I and I it's a it's a you know it's a war of attrition, and it's 17 games, and I think if we can stay healthy, and a few of these other top teams get a little bit of injuries, I, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people this year on offense and on defense, and Max the real deal, and he uh, and that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you. Hey, listen, that's the kind of positivity I'm here for. Thank you for filling in. For me, on the part of being Pat's positive, exactly. We have that's to what keep, you're supposed to be around I, for, but, listen, but you can't I, do it as well I as the callers. I have to moderate as well, Andy. I have to make sure that, like, I I take your thoughts and the thoughts of others and our special guests that call in on the Harbor One Hotline, and I've got to like sort of pour it all together and make a little bit of a soup or a stew or you know some sort of bouillabaisse chowder, a little chowder out of it, if you will. So. I, I do my best. I'm not I I get to opinionate just not as quite as often because I do have to try and steer the ship and we don't want it to run completely aground. And now we're late for trending. You <laughs> screwed everybody up. And I forgot to told us as we sit here in the beautiful Ford Fenway Clubhouse studio that you can tune into WEI this Red Sox season as we broadcast live from our Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio before Red Sox weekend home games brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and Ford trucks, the official truck of the red sox 617-779-7937 is the telephone number if you want to talk patriots and maybe hey listen if you want to talk Sox for a second go right ahead maybe even some celtics because andy wants to make a point based off an article that he read about the boston celtics and the durant and jalen brown trade rumors which have been kind of i won't say put to bed but they've been lulled back to sleep or they've been put into sleep mode recently because there's been not a lot of smoke of late and of course we've been talking patriots camp we'll get to that in just a second but first we trend your home of the socks now here's what's trending on weei Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Sox guaranteed a losing 11-game homestand last night as they fell to the Brewers 4-1. It was 2-1 heading into the ninth, and then Sawamora happens. Brian Bayo got the loss after allowing two runs through four and a third innings, but it was probably, I could say arguably, his best professional outing to date on the 2022 season. Sox play the second game of their three-game series against the Brewers this afternoon. Nick Pavetta's on the bump. Opposite Eric Lauer, Joe Castiglione, the living legend who was rightfully honored this week after 40 years broadcasting Red Sox games, and Will Fleming. They got the call. First pitch is at 410 across the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. And be sure to tune in to the Visit Massachusetts pregame show with Brian Barrett, the Metrics Man, at 310 p.m. That's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. 
According to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, the Mets are interested in both J.D. Martinez and Christian Vasquez, a storyline to keep an eye on in advance of the August 2nd MLB trading deadline. And as we've been discussing for the first hour plus here on the show today, Patriots camp continued today. It was day four of Pat's camp 2022. David Andrews activated off the pup list yesterday. Mac Jones and the offense struggled. The defense dominated on day four. Mac Jones reportedly frustrated with the efforts as they ended on a pick six and a pass breakup. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Some Celtics, some Sox, some Pats. It's all on the table when we come back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. one of my favorite rejoins you've played on a couple Saturdays, Diz Grimey, uh, producer Stanley Bruno. What is this? This is uh, Royce the 5'9". It's called Boom, produced by DJ Premier. Perfect song to play for whenever we come back on, Andy. Boom! <coughs> Alright, fine. If you don't like it, that's fine. I'll I never heard it before. Well, okay, yeah. What, really? Wow. That Boom, there it is. Com- <laughs> that comes as a complete shock. Comes as a complete shock. Love Speaking it. of coming as a complete shock, we're on the line talking Patriots, and who do you know is on the line hoping to get a couple minutes with us? Wayno! What's up? Where you been, Fitz? I haven't seen you. I haven't heard from you in a month. Oh, don't you worry. There's been plenty of me all across the dial. They've just been spreading and Andy, me thin. Too. Andy's and been I'm, on vacation a little bit, too. Hi, Andy. Yeah, we all How need a little time off good? in the summer. Summer's the R&R season, You deserved baby. it. You Thank deserved you. it. You two guys deserved it. All Thank right, real you. quick, let me talk Make about my pass. Three up, three yesterday. down. All right, we got I three up down, and three down I with Wayno. Here we go, Stiz. Yeah, I was at the um, – I went to OTAs for the two days, and I'm telling you, Mac looks unbe- looks better than unbelievable. This kid is going to be – mark my words this year. I say 33. He's going to throw 33 at least – Maybe thirty-eight touchdowns this year. Thirty-eight I'm, touchdowns. Oh, you just went. I'll from take the under. Thirty-eight. Yeah, it grew five in in like a second. Wayno, I'm yep. I'm as All Pat's right. positive as anyone. I got to take the under on that. If he throws over thirty, I will be floored and thrilled. But thirty-eight. Yeah. Well, last year he threw for twenty-eight, right? So he's 22, not that far 22, away. Twenty-two. Twenty-two last year, Wayno. Oh, twenty-two. Oh, All right, shit. you know me. I'm always I'm I'm a patriot as I had, so I'm gonna always go a little bit more. Fitz, you know that. All right. I, we All know right, that. Here we go. Three up, three down. Mac is my number one. Number two, 
I'm loving our running backs. I think our running backs are going to have a one. Agreed. Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> The other two Damian guys. Harris. Damian uh, Harris. I yeah, Jamie, Jamie and Harris and the other. I think they're going to have a really good breakout season this year. And even though last year I was upset with John o. Smith, I think this is going to be the year that he's going to break. He's going to break out this because last year he didn't really look good at all. But what I've been hearing is the Patriots are shifting to a Kyle Shanahan type of offense. And with that saying, that's in his wheelhouse because he's really good at getting the ball quick to him. You know what I'm saying, Fitzy? So I yes, think we're John O'Swift is going to have a good year this year with the other guys. You know what I mean? Those and your third guy up. Give me And my third guy up. That was his third guy. I like the kid Cole, Cole Strange. I like four. the there kid. There we go. I like, I actually right. like the whole, I, I actually like the whole, you know what I mean, offense. I like the whole offense. Five, Our offensive six, line. Seven, we got a good offensive eight. line. Three you know, down and I from Wayne. Strange is going to be. And All the right. three down, oh, you know which one it's going to be. The two knucklehead, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. They're, they're, they're <laughs> Wait a minute. Time out. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Wait a minute. How can you hate the offensive coaches and predict Mac Jones to throw 38 touchdowns? <laughs> because what I'm saying to you is I don't think they're going to be doing – I think Belichick is going to be making the calls. Even though okay. he's saying they're going to make the calls, I really think that he's going to make the calls and he's going to tell them, yeah, okay, you you do what I tell you to do, all right? I want everybody to think that we have an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. But I'm going to be the offense and the defensive coordinator, and you two idiots are just going to be there and do what oh. I tell you to do. That's Why do you have to call them idiots? Why do you have to call them idiots? Come on. I, I prefer knuckleheads. Oh, what's his name? Is that? I don't know about Judge, you know what I mean, but, but Patricia, come on, will you? How long have you been watching the Patriots, Andy? A long yeah, time, on, Andy. How long they won a Super Bowl with him? Have we ever got anything good? Did we ever get anything good out of him? Yes. Out of Matt Patricia? Yes. You won a Super Bowl with what? him as a. You won a Super matter of fact, I think I heard something earlier this week, Andy, about uh, Bill Belichick basically copying Matt Patricia's defensive game plan against the Rams, Rams for Super correct. Bowl Fifty Three as well. So correct. <laughs> He also really yes, and yes, he also played influential uh, roles behind the scenes, bringing their scouting department into the 21st century with computers and analysis. Matt Patricia is more respected inside of Gillette Stadium than fans could even believe, and it's not just Bill Belichick who likes him; he is well respected throughout the organization. I hope, Andy. I hope he has a great season. You know what I mean? I really do. I'm just saying. I haven't seen it in him since he been. I hope he has a great season. I hope he, you know what I mean, gets these guys to do what they got to do. I hope. I pray. You know me. Like I said, I'm always going to okay, be Okay, who are your, who are your other one down. two downs? Last one down. Right. Give me your downs. Down. All right. Let me go. Let me go real quick. All okay, right. Go. Outside <laughs> linebackers. That's our biggest trouble right now, I think. Our outside That's linebackers. Much, yeah. You don't like Judon? And our corners. Oh, yeah. I got the yeah, corners. Yeah, I like Judon. Of course I like Judon. But he, ain't, he can't do it all by himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Uche's going to have a breakout year, baby. Where's the positivity? Uche. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Uche, those guys from second years, I think they're going to step up this year. You know what I mean? Especially Uche. I I see that guy. I like him. He, you know, he puts in his work. And that's what I'm saying. I think he's going to be good this year. It's his second year. I think he's going to break out this year. So 14 wins, 15 wins? How many wins? How many wins? 14, 15? Yeah, give me your record prediction. I said 10 and 7. Okay, that's a real one right there. Wayno, thank you very much for the call, my man. What happened? Three up and three down. It was actually more like four four up and Oh, yeah, it was four. No, no, no. It ended up at like 14. I like the whole offense. I like Cole Strange. I like... 
Ah, oh, God, I absolutely love that, man. I swear. I really I'm tell you, like, these callers are well, showing Fitzy all, how to do his job. Oh, this is positivity that you're supposed no, to have if you're a super fan. First he, first he calls, he starts off saying Patricia and Judge are knuckleheads, then calls idiots. idiots. <laughs> and then the third one up, third one down was outside linebackers. Then he just threw in the corners. That's 10 people. Right oh, yeah. There. Yeah. And he, he was. So we got Mac throwing 38 touchdowns. Cole Strange is awesome. Love the whole offense. Josh Uche has a breakout year. But the coaching is going to limit it to 10 (laughs) wins, I guess. Okay, there's a lot going on in that call, Wayne. A lot going on. In a lot of ways, I think think Wayne's perfect storm of a pro-Patriots mindset is where a lot of Pats fans are, myself included. One minute, they're going to the Super Bowl. The next minute, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to win a game. Thank Mm. God for callers like John, who wants to slap me straight and talk some sense into me, get me off that ledge. John, what are we doing here? Hey, was that Christian Barmore or was that uh, Wayne from South Carolina? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Honestly, honestly, John, if we booked Wayno this fall and we said it was Christian Barmore, would anyone notice the difference? I think if we did the the slow play and the the midday thing, we might we might yeah. slow bird. Good yeah. call, good call. Hey, yeah, you know, bird, yeah. I, I just think I, I just think uh, there's a lot of like, you know, I love all these fan reports from uh, training camp. I was down there. They uh, they were they were doing too many uh, button hooks today, and they weren't like, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just don't have time for this overreaction to like what they did on a daily basis, unless it's like. The obviously uh, Joe Judge uh, wasn't that bad. Uh, if Daniel Jones is hitting disabled fans in the, uh, you see, guys, see that story as well in the around the NFL. Uh, Daniel Jones threw an errant pass and he hit some disabled fan. That was pretty. Yes, cool. yeah, so he did. He's doing Daniel Jones things. Was. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I just think like here here's the thing, and Andy, I think you were kind of making this point yesterday on uh, that Mego and uh, whatever show that it was. It was fantastic. Uh, That's the working <laughs> title. <yeah. laughs> You know, it, it, like, Matt Patricia doesn't have to be the best head coach of all time to be a good offensive coordinator for Bill Belichick. Like, he just needs to know what Bill wants, and he right. needs to, like, Bill needs to be comfortable in terms of, what you know, what he has. Like, I, I think I keep p- p- thinking back to the, uh, the great defensive coordinator, what was it, Dean Pease? I remember when they brought mm-hmm. him from the outside. Like, he was so successful. Oh, wait, he wasn't. But, like, when, when you have – when it's Bill and you have this great – you have a system that has worked for a long period of time, like, you're obviously going to bring people in that are comfortable and know the system that you can work with. Like, I, I just think in, like, just trying to be reasonable, I, I, I'm not going to overreact to, oh, God, they didn't they didn't play well today in, in practice. Like, so, yeah, there, there's my lesson, uh, Fitzy. Just take a deep breath. Don't let these, like, overreact. I get a content creation for the day for training camp. Like, let them do it right, whatever they want, and just enjoy football being back. And see you September John, 11th. What a fantastic call, Johnny. Thank you so much. You are welcome on this program anytime as well. And the, the Wayno for Christian Barmore suggestion was the laugh that I needed any given day, but at this particular moment in time as well. John's line is open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Andy, uh, we we are making well bigger deals. I mean, this is sort of what we're supposed to do. Not necessarily pour gasoline where there's just a little bit of smoke or toss oily rags into a warm house, but uh, you know, I mean, there there are reason. I think the main reason why I think a lot of people are looking to either jump to conclusions or have serious concerns or make mountains out of molehills is because of the way the season ended. If the Patriots 
had a strong December and a solid showing against Buffalo and just got beat by the better team, then there'd be reason for a slightly more optimistic worldview of the Patriots in the AFC East, et cetera, et cetera, this year, as opposed to like, wow, they really sucked at the end of that season. And wow, that was an embarrassing loss. The Patriots understand all of that. And they are looking to get quicker and younger and faster and different and better at all the positions they were exposed at during that during that stretch. It's just going to take time. So while we might say, yikes, I'm not so sure about the linebackers or, oh, boy, the you know, wide receivers may not have looked necessarily great yet or, you know, some of the other sort of like minor picks and concerns that we've had. Uh, the one overall thing I do want to preach, and John brought this up, uh, caller, just a minute ago, is patience in that. It takes a long time to turn a ship around in the canal. It takes a long time to build a brand new roster, basically. It takes a long time to get back to anything resembling or adjacent or near the competitive level that you had, the golden standard that you were for two decades. And when you see talent on both sides of the ball that you know is going to help you on many given Sundays and a few Mondays and maybe a Saturday or a Thursday here and there as well, just be patient as they build the rest of the roster around it because if there's one thing Bill Belichick knows, aside from being able to adapt and uh, what defense is all about in the NFL, it's building that strong middle class around the stars to help keep the team on an even and competitive level. And sometimes when you turn the ship around in the canal, it get, gets wedged in the canal and shuts down the world economy for like a week <laughs> and a half. Just saying. Just saying. No, I I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I, but you also just said uh, the strong middle class around stars. Is that I believe what you said? Well, the the players that are going to help. I mean, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of there are a couple. You know what I would say is lacking the stars. Oh. Hold tight, hold tight. Now you 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 right there, young man. Hold on. You I name the vote. top five stars on this team. Go. Uh, future stars on this team. Oh, are future Mac- stars? Is that what you stars? said? Future stars. So okay, they have sorry. no stars. The, the ascending stars. All right. Do we have to now get nitpicky over this? Blooming stars, burgeoning stars. Is that what we I, called, like, Gronk and Brady and Edelman? No, they were stars. Stephon Gilmore, stars. Okay. Well, I, I agree Gronk with you. I actually am praising on... your analysis. Yeah. He does a great job filling in a middle class around stars. The problem I see with this roster is stars, Andy yeah. Hart ranked his roster 1-87 to and had Nick Folk in the number two spot. That's okay, well, the problem that I see with a, this roster. a tad hyperbolic, and Nick Folk also is an absolute stud, a unicorn at the kicking position, and, mm. and the MVP of the team. Your kicker's a star as well. That's the problem. Yes, he. No, it's not. They're, you're lacking star. star. Name after Judon, who's a a star on July thirtieth, twenty twenty two. Uche. It's not Uche. He might have a breakout year, as Trent Brown predicted. Big breakout year. I don't think they have a Hunter Henry. I don't believe is a star. He's a good player. Oh, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. They may Ra- be ascending Ramondre stars. Steve, but they not are, now Ramondre they're not. Ramondre Stevenson is an ascending star. Mac Jones, but he's not a star. star. We, you think no, that? Not yet. They, they are need to get to Starland. Starland star is in their future. That is possible. I will Wait, grant are we going you that. To, that's one of my favorite places growing up. Starland, the go karts and arcade and mini golf in Hanover. I mean, that's one of the all time. I've South spent Shore many conference. a weekend there. Where they have the uh, basketball tournaments. They do. Yeah, they have like an indoor basketball facility. Oh, very nice. That's a nice little. That's a nice little spot right there. I mean, everyone should get be a Dairy Queen Starland. next door too. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what it's all. That's what yep. it's all about. That's what we live for. We need to get to Starland. We need to get to the land of the stars as well. I understand. I believe these guys are ascending stars as well. And by the end of this season, I, I told you, you know, ten and seven. That's a perfectly reasonable record for this team if they're able to play to their potential again. Eleven and six for a ceiling. 
eight and nine on the table as well. I still think, <laughs> despite the growing pains, they will be a competitive squad all year. They'll be a hard out. People will be proud of this team. Who in their right mind is saying 15 and 2, 14 and 3? That's Buffalo. That's that wagon. That's another one of the powerhouses in the AFC West that's going to emerge and steamroll their way to the championship. Nobody is putting the Patriots on that track yet. You wouldn't say no, but it's going to take time. I believe, by and large, and if you disagree with me, go ahead and give us a call, but I believe, by and large, Patriots fans have the patience to watch this team grow if they see no regression and positive strides made strides made this season. Well, they won 10 games last year, correct? But you, you, an argument yeah, but, can but, be made. So they got to win 11 this did. year. No, they hold win tight, 11. hold tight. An argument can be made that they may not have as many wins this season, but given the fact that they are playing a tougher schedule, if yeah. they end up winning nine games, you can't say, oh, my God, what a massive... Like, if Mac looks better, throws more touchdowns, if Ramondre is clearly this dream hybrid combo of Marshawn and Le'Veon, if Cole Strange can hold a block and blast open some holes, if you see some guys on defense like Uche and Raquan McMillan turn into defensive stalwarts and Kyle Duggar can get his coverage issues straight, then maybe, yeah, there'll be more to be optimistic about, more to build on. It's just going to take time. And if they go a fourth straight season without a playoff win, a fourth straight season without being a contender, then the owner may have some things to say about it. We will get to the news surrounding the owner, Mr. Kraft. Other Patriots nuggets, the Celtics topic Andy wanted to bring up, and everything else in our supersized final segment of Fitzy and Hart. Don't go anywhere. 617-779-7937 is the number. We're with you right up until Brian Barrett takes you into the Visit Massachusetts Red Sox pregame show on the Red Sox Network. This right now, though, is Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. WEEI. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Do you consider yourself one of the best defensive linemen in the league? <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest, yes, I do. Why? If I'm being honest, because, I mean, I bring... I feel like for to be a good D-tackle, you got to first be able to stop the run. No good D-tackle is just going to... Just be a pass rusher. He have to have some disruptive in the run because it starts with the run. If you can't stop the run, I feel like you can't you can't pass rush. So I feel like you know my guys like Judon, my guys like Uche, you know setting up them guys to you know third and long, you know like that, you know. Of course with Lawrence Guy, you know Christian Baltimore, you know all my other guys. It's not just me, but you know I do consider myself one of the best defensive linemen in the league. That is New England Patriots defensive tackle. Devon Godshow, he who earned the two-year $20.8 million extension coming off of last year's two-year $18 million deal. He signed to leave the Miami Dolphins in his rear view and join the rival New England Patriots of the AFC East. This is the final segment, a super segment, as we go all the way up until the Red Sox pregame show here on WEI of the Fitzy and Hart Show. Just reading a little piece put together by Henry McKenna on the Patriots Wire blog, an excellent Patriots blog. Uh, he was writing about the God Show extension. Uh, Bill Belichick quoted as saying, he's one of the best defensive linemen in the league. I'm glad we were able to work that out with Devon and Drew Rosenhaus. Obviously, both sides are happy. Drew Rosenhaus was spotted in the house yesterday at Patriots practice. Uh, probably a good reason why, because he just made him and his company a couple million dollars. Godshow saying that uh, a lot of what he does is the dirty work. Um, he's clicked with the Patriots, obviously. Teammates like him. Belichick must love him. Why do you think, though, 
So, okay, it's great. If he's a D-tackle like a Ty Warren, uh, you know, a, um, a Jarvis Green who does a lot of the dirty work, like Vince Wilfork was known for both, you know, gap penetration, run stuffing, and the dirty work because he's truly one of the best defensive linemen to ever put on a Patriots uniform. What is, what is he doing that we're not seeing? What's, his, what's the Al Horford approach of Devon Godshow, Andy, that we're not seeing that makes him worthy of not only the extension, which will basically end up paying him four years and $40 million if he plays out the whole contract, but that makes him like a tentpole to build this new defensive line for the Patriots out of? I don't know. Back Great answer. You. All right, folks. Like, I, I uh, don't back see to Red it. Sox. You know, you no, know, Mike Dussault said the same. No beat writer, no super fan that I've spoken to can offer the same. What are is this another Bill Belichick? Like, hey, Bill, what are we all missing? He, I will say, over the years there have been some of these classic, and I'm talking about the long run of 20 years when teams were built around stars. There were guys that would get bigger than expected contracts, and they were just Bill guys, and Bill liked them more than I think pretty much everybody else did. Um, you know, in a different vein, I think Dietrich Wise is one of those guys. I think oh, Bill likes Dietrich Wise more than you, me, the rest of the NFL, whatever. Um, it's not a a cap-busting contract. Is he overpaid? I would argue yes. Is he one of the best defensive linemen in football? Absolutely not. There is no way you can prove to me any... I don't even know if Bill believes it, first of all. He said it, but I don't know if he truly believes it or not. But I, you will not find another person who believes that he that Devon Godchow is one of the best defensive linemen in football. That's just the reality. That's just a fact. I'm sorry, but can he be good? The only thing I would question is, A, how good was he last year for a defense, a run defense that I thought at times, and that was sort of start to finish in the season, couldn't get off the field in run defense when they needed it when they they had games where they were good they had games where we started to overrate them but when they needed to get off the field when they needed a stop from week one straight on through they could absolutely not do it and he's supposed to be the centerpiece of that as the defensive tackle as the fire hydrant whatever you want to call him they they just weren't and why now like why what was the rush to give him 18 million dollars in guaranteed money are you are you building around him for the future is it the lack of of options at linebacker and you're trying to you know build some stability and you felt like wow we got to do this we have Barmore we have Judon this guy's going to be a key piece because I personally thought coming into the year Devon Godchow was overpaid and might be a guy that was like all right does he need a trim do you need to ask? and instead he gets an extension and a boatload more uh, at least a small boatload more of guaranteed money so I don't really get the timing I don't see the need and I don't really know why Bill called him one of the best defensive linemen in football because it's not true yeah, I just, like, obviously the gold standard is Aaron Donald. But then there are other defensive linemen you see just wrecking pockets and pressuring quarterbacks and grabbing running backs by the collar. How about Larry Guy? Yeah, I think Lawrence, Larry Guy has been more guy, over, I mean, underpaid and underrated yes. and under, in New England for years. If you wanted to give him a golden parachute and say, you know what, he's been underpaid for the last three or four years. We leaned on him. We asked him to do more than he probably should have been asked to do. We're going to give him a little money. I might have understood that more than I understand this, other than Bill likes him. He wants him to be part of this team for the next three years. They're building something up front that they feel that they need, and that starts with having some stability on the defensive line. Then you can figure out linebacker behind it, blah, blah, blah. But I just, I just don't really get it. Our guy Mike Giardi today tweeting out from Patriots camp. He just put these out about a half an hour ago. The first tweet, 
wide receivers were having a severe case of separation anxiety today. That's not exactly what you want to read. But again, it is July, so we will allow, obviously, they got to be on the bottom to work your way up to the top or so. I continue to try and tell myself. But, yeah, uh, it was a minor Patriots squirrel moment there paying attention to that. I noticed. That That was very uh, Christian Fourier's proud somewhere. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, the God Show thing, I just don't understand. But maybe what it is is that he realizes he has a – it's tough to, you know, grab a good defensive tackle that can stay healthy. God Show stays healthy. Uh, his usage last year was all over the charts, sometimes in the 80 percentile of the game, sometime yep. in only 30 to 40 percent of the plays in the game. No one says, wow, watch out, God Show is going to stuff the run uh, like nobody's business. No one says, uh, keep the quarterback clear of God Show, whatever we do today. But maybe Belichick realized that – he has somebody he can hold tight to and basically build the defensive line around. Larry Guy's getting older. I know he's got great versatility. He wants somebody steady alongside Barmore. Basically, maybe if if, if he's going to pay God Show to try to do as much as he can to occupy as many people as he can to allow Barmore to come in and wreck run games and get after the quarterback, I'll understand that. It does still seem like an overpay. Maybe they're going to overpay him until they have to pay Barmore. Maybe that's the idea. Why do you have to I, overpay him again? You started I it. I found it interesting that you started I'm his trying resume to talk with, myself. He's into healthy. It he stays healthy. Oh, I'm well, he's paid he, for staying healthy now. He Great. plays on two feet. That's so. awesome. <laughs> that's that's cool. Give him give him 20 mil. So, sounds like someone who deserves 20 million dollars for sure. Uh, hey, I wanted to also bring up that one little Celtics thing before we get back to a couple Pat's things, a couple of calls and wrap up the show in about 10 minutes time. You'd forwarded me that piece from ESPN Boston today. Uh, ESPN piece from Zach Lowe mm. and it's a it's a paywall piece so we'll give you guys the gist of it but the it's idea long. behind it basically is that Zach Lowe goes back and forth from one side to the other throughout this rather lengthy article yep. about the potential Kevin Durant trade or the Patriots excuse me are the Celtics serious about it could they pull the trigger is it worth getting that much older to trade one of your better stars Durant if Tatum goes out can hold down the fort and be the offensive focal point and he's a better all-around player, but he is almost 10 years older. Jalen Brown looks good sometimes in the prime, but at the same time also makes a lot of mistakes. I feel like Zach Lowe basically does over the course of this 1,500-word piece what I just did in a minute and a half talking about God Show. Like, well, maybe he's uh, worth building a defensive line around and he'll help Barmore grow. Yeah, he is overpaid. I can't figure out exactly why they signed him to that money. Who were they bidding against? Hey, this guy does the dirty work and he's wildly underrated. If Belichick says he's one of the best defensive linemen, he has to be. He goes back and forth and back and forth throughout this entire piece. And I feel like, in a lot of ways, Zach Lowe's musings, which ultimately land, I'd say kind of tenuously on the idea of, all right, it's probably best to keep Brown as opposed to trading for Durant. Because you definitely don't want to include Marcus Smarter one of those inflated packages that the Nets had maybe asked for. I feel like he goes back and forth and barely lands on the keeping Brown piece, which is kind of how I feel like a lot of Celtics fans are going over this idea as talks have come to a lull recently. How do you feel how do you feel about this? I I like the piece first of all. I like mm-hmm. that he just emptied the notebook he just went on a stream of consciousness this is good this is bad this is good this is bad this is good like up and down back and forth he includes you know all of sort of the warts of Mm -hmm. of his game but also a a lot of the positives he gets into brian barrett land with a lot of statistics and sort of analytics and and even clips to make his point to show his point to match up with the analytics and the Mm -hmm. whole thing and the pendulum does. It goes back and forth and back, and then it definitely ends slightly cautiously on the keep Jalen Brown side. 
I, I like that. Now I'm stronger. He, you know, he doesn't get it. He, he actually does even dabble in the Kevin Durant is never happy. He'll probably not be happy for the totality of the contract in Boston, just like he wasn't happy anywhere else and blah, blah, blah. He gets into all. I am more strong on the keep JB because I like JB and I hate Durant. So it's a much easier um, debate internally for me to have like Lowe has, like a lot of fa- excuse me, fans are having uh, over the course of the last few weeks. Um, I think it's fair, but I, I think it acknowledges all of the the risk reward. You know, the legal pad when you're listing all the pros and cons of it. I think he acknowledges all of it and just slightly lands on it's probably more trouble, or you're probably you're probably swinging for the fences with Durant when you don't really need to, when you can just hit a solid single this off season and be in a better position. And I think that's the takeaway. See, I also appreciated, like you said, he emptied the notebook. This was months' worth of thoughts about the NBA on the whole, the Eastern Conference, and the Celtics and the Nets, as he does almost like this is the necessary level of due diligence and thinking out loud, I believe, you need to do. And I'm sure they have done as much inside the offices over near the New Balance building for the Celtics at the Auerbach training facility. I'm sure they have done this, and then some as well, obviously, they wouldn't engage in possibly such a massive shakeup or talks therein unless they had done that homework. But this is the way you sort of have to go about all this. And I agree that if Tatum ever gets hurt, Durant can hold down the fort in terms of being a leading scorer every night. And the focal point of the offense, Jalen Brown, as Zach Lowe points out of the piece, has struggled doing as much. But at the same time, you did just come within two games of winning the finals, and you've added a good veteran three-point shooter and a backup point guard who plays above-average defense and can go off for 20 to 25 points a night if you need him to. So you've improved to try to get after Golden State and make your way through the conference. And then Lowe also points out, well, you could also look at the Celtics like this. Hmm. I know they got ahead of the curve a couple years ago when Brown ascended and Tatum popped in his rookie season, but at the same time, Let's think about the fact that they barely were able to hockey and your one Jimmy Buckets pulled up three-pointer away with 11 seconds left in Game 7 from not even beating a Miami Heat team that wasn't half as healthy or talented as you. So I understand why there's so much vacillating internally with the Celtics. When it comes down to would you pull the trigger for Jalen Brown, a bench player, and a bunch of first-round picks, I'm probably closer to yes than I've ever been, but I'm still majority no. No, no, I'm saying like it's 60-40. Maybe I used to be 80-20. I think I'm probably 60-40, but I'm still definitely keeping Jalen Brown. I'm like 99-1. and the 99-1? Yeah, I, I want Jalen Brown. I want long-term. The one out that I leave is that they don't believe Jalen Brown wants to be here anymore or he's given, given some indication, and, and Zach Lowe sort of pushes back against that and says that's that's not really a thing. He hasn't heard that. That would be the one out. If Jalen Brown is no longer content in Boston, doesn't want to be here, doesn't want to be you know, Jason Tatum's Robin, whatever, coming off the finals and him scoring 34 points and Tatum falling on his face in his first chance to be in the finals, if that created something, that would be my one out. If that is not true, if that is not accurate, if Jalen Brown is still open to being, you know, a teammate and a partner with Tatum and maybe even signing an extension down the road, then I I think you're absolutely nuts to get into a soap opera with Kevin Durant who looked soft and old against you and who has never driven a bus to a title. They're right. Charles Barkley is right. He's never done that. I don't know if he will. And uh, again, all fair points as well. I I can understand the allure of having somebody like that kind of go in super team with 
a big bro and baby bro between Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum, someone who tried to mentor him and shouted him out and said at the Olympics that this guy was the future. And I can see the way that the two of them would play. They would probably be pretty dynamite together, but you would lose a lot, uh, a lot of on-court intangibles, a lot of leadership, and a lot of potential. And if Jalen Brown, this was interesting, if Jalen Brown is able to either make, oh, I forget what it was, either all pro or reach some incentive over the next two seasons, he would be eligible for yeah. a Supermax. All-NBA. All, if he makes All-NBA, he could be Supermax eligible with the Celtics, and basically that guarantees that somebody's going nowhere if they can sign a Supermax deal with one team as opposed to trying to go be the number one somewhere else. But it is only two years. Does Jalen ba- Brown really feel disrespected or not appreciated by the team? The SMH tweet after the news trickled out a week and a half ago. Uh, does he think the fans love him enough? This uh, it's going to continue to be uh, keep your keep your good eye, or if your good eye is on the Patriots, because no eyes are on the Red Sox right now. The way they've been playing, fifty and fifty-one. You know what you did, Red Sox, sit in that corner until you decide to do better. Uh, then at that point, you got to keep your other eye on this story as the summer progresses. Andy, a couple quick Pat's thoughts as we only have a couple minutes left and then we'll wrap it up and send it on over to the Red Sox pregame. Uh, We covered a few of these things on our podcast this week. Once again, it's the Six Rings podcast. Please give us a rate, review, and subscribe at Six Rings Pod on the Twitter. Danny Amendola retires. 13 seasons in the NFL. Five with your Patriots in those five seasons. Playoffs every year. He earned the nickname Danny Playoffs or Playoff Dola. Three trips to the Super Bowl. Two Super Bowl rings. Is Danny Amendola a Patriots Hall of Fame member? This particular Patriots super fan and Foxborough fanboy says yes, but I know he's going to have to get in line. Maybe, and it's a long line. I think there are a lot of people that should be ahead of him. Forget the the obvious choices, the Bradys, the Gronks, you know, the James Devlin ahead of him, Wes Welker ahead of him. Like, these are true Patriots Hall of Famers. If those guys all get in, then Danny, Danny playoff Amendola, then you can get in, but the wait should be long. No Stanley Morgan uh, being a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. Screwed. I think that is a shame. He's absolutely screwed. The guy is a Hall of Famer. Go look at his advanced stat. What do you average? About 19 yards a catch it was back stupid. then when they had Stanley More than that. Mo- he was uh, like 20 yards a catch. Yeah, over 20 yards a catch, and I know it was a different time, but he was really good in that time. And Mr. Kraft is a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is in. Mr. Kraft absolutely needs to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Happy to see that. And are you concerned for Tom Brady as his center goes down this week? We already have our first major (laughs) camp injury, Andy. (laughs) Never concerned for Tom Brady. Ooh, the going gets tough. Maybe he'll retire again if it's not cakewalk to the Super Bowl. That's good job by you. Fitzy and Hart is over. It's time for the Red Sox pregame show. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.